Hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast. We are recording on a Sunday afternoon, midday here, uh, right after a very dramatic week in the NBA, but not not for the reasons you'd like for it to be dramatic. And to break this all down as far and everything that's happened over the last couple weeks, because no, we haven't had a pod in a little while. We took PJ, a little break. PJ, yeah, I'm still recovering from last week, man, but how are you? What up, you bums? <clears throat> so we, uh, you and I were lucky enough to uh, meet up for a wedding last weekend, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, since we both had to fly there, I didn't have enough room in our suitcases to pack podcasting gear, so we're back at it mm-hmm. again, but it's been I was, a while. I was too busy working on my, my mayoral campaign for the city of Newport, kissing hands, or... <laughs> Kissing hands. Shaking hands. Shaking babies. Shaking babies. Shaking hands and kissing babies. That's, that's not the, good. Yeah, yeah. The first though, I I didn't do that, I swear. It was it was the, the actual the, the formula the normal formula you have for any political campaign. I'll tell you what. Shaking being, hands and kissing babies. Being mayor of Newport not a, would not be a bad gig, I don't think. Be the sick gig. It'd be the best gig. <laughs> Although, it, as being the, the mayor, could your first action in office be getting a train stop added to Newport that runs uh, seven days a week? That would be convenient. Um, it would be maybe the second act after I extended bar close to like At 2 least two. I mean, if you're going to push for two, I think you might as well push for three. Three. Well, yeah. We're going to start at three, and hopefully we get two. That's yeah. how time negotiating works. Meet sure. somewhere in the middle. Wouldn't that be a concept in this world? Let's meet really in the middle. Would. Let's it really would. Meet in the middle. So let's let's talk one of the better things that has come out, like one of the most Ever. heartwarming stories in a while, uh, in a long time came out this past week where LeBron opened a, a school in an Akron. F-ing school. An effing public would, school. That gives students free bikes, meals, and college tuition at the University of Akron. And then I think it also provides some services to their parents, although I'm, I'm not 100% sure on what all yeah, is included. He There's a GED and job placement assistance for parents. Um yeah, free tuition, free uniforms, free bikes and helmets, free transportation within two miles, free breakfast, lunch, and snacks, uh, food pantry for families, GED and job placement services for parents, uh, and guaranteed tuition to anyone that graduates the University of Akron. And one of the coolest parts about it is that it's a public school. It's not yep. private. It's a freaking public school. You opened up a public school. That's crazy. It's so awesome. There's... Literally nothing negative you can say about it, pretty much. You, one would think. It's, uh, yeah, this is, uh, I mean, I, I think what his interview with Rachel Nichols, I mean, kind of said this is the crowning achievement of his career. I mean, it's, this, is, this means more to him than the championships. This was, uh, yeah, clearly something that he has felt strongly about and wanted to do for a while now, and uh, it's... Looking at the setting of it, though, it's interesting just the backdrop of him actually leaving this city and the, and the idea of you know what what he came, when he came back to Cleveland, all of the things he was promising and that you look at when he left the first time for this to kind of be the the end of that story, that second chapter is 
I'm, I'm leaving the community in a better place, that place that actually raised me. I'm, I'm going to help the next generation, the next uh, generation and the next people, you know, could be the next LeBron or someone in that community. But he, I mean, it's it, it his comments where he's, you know, said uh, about just sports in general, I thought were, were pretty great. Um, very intelligent remarks, just that, uh, you know, just the ability that sports has had in our society to bring people together uh, and not divide. Even if you go on Twitter.com, he may argue otherwise, even that at points. But still, it's something everyone's rooting for, like, a same common outcome. And then him just speaking to that, what it's done, for the opportunities it's given him that, you know, if he wasn't supremely athletically gifted and, and then, you know, started playing basketball in the fifth grade and, and got – Interest and, and and peaked some eyebrows, you know, within that his school is like he might not be where he's at. Clearly, he's he says he. I think his direct quote was that he'd be just he may have been just another statistic, which is something he's now trying to help these kids uh, that will be going to school to start. And all the kids that are going, which is the awesome part, is they're all going to be low school. Like they're they're kids that are struggling right now in the classroom who aren't performing there maybe there's behavioral there's things at home but there's they're handpicking the kids that need the most help uh which is awesome it's uh the the he's directly going to impact kids that that need this and that's an incredible incredible thing that he's done so taking a step back for a second if you haven't if you haven't picked up on this already, we're not going to stick to sports today. <laughs> we are. This might not be a sports podcast today. Yeah, we're not going to be strictly hitting on NBA stuff, although it does all have to do with the NBA because it has to do with LeBron James. But So then coming out of all of this media coverage over the week, LeBron sat down with Don Lemon on Friday night, and I haven't listened to the entire interview, but I think what kind of stirred all up – President Trump's response, which we'll get to in a second, was uh, some comments that LeBron had specific. So here's an example. He's trying to divide our sport, talking about President Trump. But at the end of the day, sport is the reason why we all come together. And uh, James made another comment. So Lemon asked, what would you say to the president if he was sitting right here? And this is all from CNN.com. James said, I would never sit across from him. And he said, I'd sit across from Barack, though. My and man. so, uh, and to give even some further context, LeBron back after the Warriors won their championship last year said, responded to Trump saying, and I quote, this is LeBron's tweet, you bum, Steph Curry already said he isn't going. No, therefore there ain't no invite. Going to the White House was a great honor until you showed up. So, you know, LeBron and Trump not exactly seeing eye to eye before he also called him a this. bum. He also called him a bum. <laughs> You bum on uh, press day when asked about some more questions on it. So LeBron's been pretty much on the record about this for a minute. This isn't he didn't choose this this time or like use this school as a way to start taking shots at Trump. Like he has for since this presidency has begun has spoken what I think a lot of us <laughs> feel about this certain president. Uh, and has done it in a way that is given uh, using his platform and his voice to 
to express those opinions for more than just himself. Right. And so this all ramped up into Donald Trump's tweet, which I believe came on Saturday morning. No, it was Friday night. Friday homie night was Homie Friday was night. watching CNN on a Friday night, which I didn't know people did that. But And his tweet was, LeBron James was just interviewed by the dumbest man on television, Don Lemon. He made LeBron look smart, which isn't easy to do. I like Mike. And left it at that. And I woke up to you. You had texted that to me. Uh, and it... I mean, my first reaction was anger because how could you I don't I don't know how you could make the argument that LeBron is a dumb person first of all and second you haven't you haven't made any public statement on what LeBron's been doing for his community but the first thing you say about LeBron that week is criticism criticizing him uh, and this just, you know, the fake news, anti-CNN narrative that Trump's been, has been putting out there for year, like over, well over a year, two, three years, ever since he's been campaigning, you know, it's just, it, it was a really unfair, un, like completely no base to this tweet. It's ridiculous. I know that you have a lot of thoughts about it, but it's just ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It's just the the irony that comes off the backdrop of him opening, as again, we'll say, a fucking public school. And this clown ass doesn't even have, like, a, he is, is a, you know, Betsy DeVos can't even be able to actually, like, put any sort of policy into, like, protecting kids against guns. She's, like, he has done, LeBron has done more actual work for people and helping the people that matter and like the working class person than anything the Trump administration's done but it's honestly like the whole thing it's the minute it happened I was like oh he actually did it like he because people have talked about this for a minute it's like why like LeBron's been outspoken it's interesting why LeBron or why Trump hasn't gone after LeBron and there's a lot of you know, you wonder there's a lot of reasons behind that. And I think, you know, a big portion of that, though, is that LeBron is probably the exact opposite of Trump in every which way. Like, uh, and and that just that stark contrast between the two of them and you put them up next to one another. And it's I just I don't really see a comparison. And it's just that that LeBron's following and his backing, I think, would just be. It, it wouldn't have been beneficial to, to Trump. Now, I mean, also, the minute it happened, I knew LeBron wasn't going to say like, like, if anyone thought, oh, I wonder what LeBron's going to say back, I think everyone had to kind of sigh and go, damn. I w- it, like, in a, in a petty world, yes, it'd be fantastic if LeBron, like, tweeted something back at him. And they had their little Twitter war. But, like, LeBron's above this dude. Uh, and, and as he clearly should be in this... and. The biggest loser, though, I think of the whole thing is Michael Jordan. Like, what's he's Michael associated jo- with this now? He's, <laughs> Mike was better. Like, that's the other like just the the, the childish act. Like, oh, you're dumb, and I liked Michael. I think Mike's better. And you pull up other tweets. And he was like, oh, you know, supporting LeBron when he was in Miami and like before Trump ran for president. Like, you just look at some of this, like, dude. What are we doing? Like, come on, and. 
I haven't seen Jordan release anything. I, mean, I doubt Jordan's going to... Jordan's probably going to try to let this die, but, you know, I'd be... I was kind of interested if, if, if old old Michael Jordan would uh, respond at all. Um, just to support LeBron, you know, be... Because it's kind of like two things where... Michael Jordan's not going to say LeBron's better than him, but he's... Oh, wait, he, he did respond. He did, yeah. He oh. was going to say. He, he has come I out and it. said that he's he like lebron's doing great things for his community and he's all for it yeah boom there it is which that's what the first lady said um that's what um the laker genie bus released a statement uh on for on behalf of the lakers saying gotta be more proud of Proud to have LeBron James as part of our Laker family. He is an incredibly thoughtful and intelligent leader and clearly appreciates the power that sports has to unite communities and inspire the world to be a better place. Those efforts should be celebrated by all. Which, yeah, I mean, and if, if LeBron called him a bum, that's the thing. Like, he's called him a bum, and Trump said nothing. And then it's, you know, the backdrop of him opening up a school, and that's when he decides to criticize him. It is, like, the worst look he's in. A child. We have a child president, and he. Uh, another reason LeBron just wouldn't be able to sit across the table from him is because he would be arguing with a child, and that wouldn't get anything accomplished. Like this, that that's the the one idea behind like so much of even the NFL. It's like that he's pushing these predominantly African American like athletes and attacking them. It's like it's. It's so clearly racist and racially fueled that, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. And if anyone wants to say otherwise, like you're, you're, you're lying to yourself at this point. This guy won't criticize Vladimir Putin, but he, who attacked our democracy. He's all for going after LeBron, who actually built a school. He, do you want to read Kat's tweet, too? Kat had a really good tweet, actually. Yeah, give me one second. I got it right up here. here. So, so let me get this straight. Flint, Michigan is dirty water still, but you're worried about an interview about a man doing good for education, generations of kids in his hometown. Shut your damn mouth. Stop using Twitter fingers and get stuff done for our country with that pen, which is all very fair. And I think another thing that came to mind was what. And this has been a constant. You know, I think anyone that is ant that is is not a Trump supporter, the biggest one of the biggest frustrations with him is that he seems to just watch he spends so much time consuming the media and watching television and defending himself and you know discrediting yeah. the media as opposed to actually getting things done and making the country a better place to live so this is just like you know cat kind of hit the nail on the head as yeah. far as that goes that was great like cats cats had a kind of a rough summer with everything that's going on in Minnesota but that I'm glad that he said that <laughs> It was Very really well. well it was a really well thought out. Yeah, boo! Like, like these guys are are so much more intelligent than Trump, dude. That's just the part of that like kills me about it. It's just, and I'm like, I mean, he at this point is a cartoon character of like himself. Like, it just it's this parody that just keeps growing and gets more and more ridiculous. And I don't know if that's really going to change at all. But like, I I, I don't want. And I don't think it's going to. I, I think, if anything, it's it's only going to enhance what LeBron did here. Is just be like, our president just criticized a guy that opened up a public school, um, and the, and went after his intelligence of all things, which is clearly 
not the case. And the idea that we're going to continue to try to that that section of politics is going to, you know, the Fox News and Trump and all of his base, they're going to come back to these athletes and tell them to shut up and dribble when what they're doing is legitimately good work for the community. You know, something else we want to talk about. You know, Derek Rose started a four hundred thousand dollar scholarship for kids. Yeah. Um, like these these guys these I mean, you really look at it, like these dudes are all kind of mini corporations at this point. Like NBA athletes especially. But you know, I'd say some like Tom Brady, Rogers. There's you know the quarterbacks, some of the, the bigger quarterbacks in the NFL. The, these guys are like mini corporations in and of themselves and entities. And you look at what LeBron James's just foundation has done since its inception. Like they're actually doing direct work to impact but it shouldn't be like all on them in my opinion like great these guys are helping out their communities they're helping build their each of their but you know there's a lot of communities that don't have those star athletes and, and don't can't have that direct that need help and the idea that one person can do as much as opening up a goddamn school which I cannot emphasize enough that like an entire governmental body can't do more and like we literally we're in the richest nation in the history of the world that you 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 would think the concept of being able to give kids a, a good education and suitable learning environment and be able to help the struggling ones just as much as you can help push the advanced one forward and help you know that's one thing like we always take the the strongest and you're like all right well you'd send them to charter school you know, whatever the case may be i mean but it's the 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 kids that are struggling at the beginning it's you know that's what that bush old old bush uh, no child left behind kind of thing was but actually wasn't like it's you've got to help those kids and give them the resources you can't just say hey use <laughs> work with what you got because what we've what most of these communities have is not enough to, to really do the work that's needed and lebron has improved one now and it's yeah third fourth graders now it's going to expand to be a full i think k through five uh at some point or it's k through eight i'm not sure but it's uh well and the really sad part about all this too is that it's kind of what i i, I mean I did, like I said, I wasn't watching CNN when LeBron did this interview. No, so I was I watching a movie. <laughs> right. So I didn't really have a chance to have a real time reaction to it. But had Donald Trump not responded until later on Saturday or Sunday and we had heard about this interview, I would have, my immediate thought would have been, oh, Trump's going to criticize LeBron for this. And that's what happened. And mm. it's just the time. Like, it just that, doesn't it just further LeBron's point that he is yes. just trying to create a wedge between people that that watch sports and the athletes. It's just it's really sad. Like yeah. I, I don't. No, it's. I mean, it's a hundred percent. Like that's the other part of it. It's just like everything that every point LeBron was making, this dumb dumb just like walked right in and proved his point. Like you said, it's very stupid. It's. Like you go to the NFL side of it, where you have these you have these rich owners who have positioned themselves to have paying their the fans are siding with owners. Like these billionaires, we're 
we're we're acting as though you relate more to them than the players who are protesting legitimate and this issues. is this is not the same thing but no but this it's, is a, no 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 i was just gonna say what i'm about to say is not it directly translated to what's going on with lebron but another big thing that that came out that blew up into new big news stories this week is that madden is accessible if you have like ea access or whatever it doesn't actually come out to next week but people could start playing it this week and there's a, a Big Sean song in it that he has. He says Kaepernick's last name in the song, and they literally like just left it out of their song. Yeah, and this is just like another. It's just another act of censorship that well, it's just like a not okay because Big Sean came out right away and said, you know, I never okayed this. Like this was never something that was okay by my team, and it's just another like another act by either a, a, an entity or someone in power to make a decision that's just trying to push a narrative one way when it's like why aren't you just highlighting what like LeBron what LeBron is trying to do with the school and what really what Kaepernick is trying to bring people like what he's trying to get people and to pay more attention to and, but instead, you're, I'm, you know, we won't even have your name on this game. It's just so dumb. And it's, you know, the country's taken a lot of really great steps towards being a better place. But it just seems like we're, it's a rough couple, rough four years here, man. And we're not even halfway done with it. We're just, mm, feels like it's we're taking eight. a step back. It's not, I mean, in the grand scheme, like this, this, all this is real, in my opinion, it just is. It's just these people kind of showing their true, true feelings. They're they're comfortable now expressing these, these opinions and, and going after these minority groups who are, and have been for some time. You know, saying a lot of this, and I think, you know, with with social media, where a lot of us, I mean, I for sure have. Like, we're getting more exposed to these things that have been talked about and, and kind of in the mainstream media sense been kind of pushed down and, and kind of been more attributed to just crime and these are you know bad people doing bad crimes it's not always the case it's not a, a, a clear black and white issue uh with a lot of what these guys are bringing up these are complex difficult things that have have, have spawned from generations in the past ignoring or being the cause of why we're where we're at but it's it's. I mean, it's. It's guys like LeBron that are. We're going to change it for the better. And I mean, like, I pers. I mean, like, I look up to LeBron a lot. I mean, he's like, and like, just what he does. Like, it definitely impacts how like I view stuff. And you know, as far as going, going forward, like, yeah, he's an example to me. And it's you know, if he's doing that, you know, I can't. I can't open up my own school, but. You know, if you can help in, in any which way you can, I mean, I want, I think that's like the most important piece of this to like not get lost in the petty who's dumb and who's, uh, who's smart and, you know, who looked intelligent, but it's, let's actually look at what everyone's doing and let's, let's go off of these two guys and, and really ask yourself, yeah, who do you want to follow? Who's, who's actually trying to make America great? Because <laughs> I, in my opinion, it's it's the dude that just opened up the damn school, not the dude that's sitting watching CNN interviews on a Friday night. 
I don't know, man. <laughs> can we talk about? Can we? Can we? Can we transition now in a, a, a un, un clearly uh, an unsuccessful way into just talking about the Lakers' new uniforms? Sure. I don't. Let's lighten it up again. Yeah. So, uh, Lakers came home in uniforms, guys. Yeah, they're going old school. Our thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> they, uh, the big debate. School. It was kind of funny how all that came out, just because I think they act, someone accidentally put the Laker or put the jerseys like up for sale in a store before they had actually. Released. No, they were. Oh, me. They were planning to announce them this last week, though. Right. Like, when I'm, I think it was a day or two prior well, to that. They actually yeah. had LeBron jerseys for sale, but in the new, the new yeah. format. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm a huge fan. I think that they a it's like just kind of cool to kind of rebrand a little bit as LeBron's coming in. You're almost like turning the page from kind of a different era. Yeah, uh, going from you know championships with Kobe and Shaq to just complete shit over the last couple of years, <laughs> and then uh, now you got LeBron and you're gonna be in the playoffs and hopefully contending for a championship. Although I don't think that's gonna be happening this year. Uh, anything's possible. If you got LeBron I mean, James on your team. The purple oh. jerseys are the real contention. I, I think the I think the white. I think the yellow. I mean the gold. Yeah, that older, old school kind of look to them. That retro. I I like them a lot. Like the yellow one is tight. Or yeah, saying yellow. The gold one is the gold one is my favorite too. Yeah, for sure. But this purple jersey. <laughs> You're not a fan. Why is there a black stripe in it? <laughs> yeah, people have been hating the on that. It doesn't jersey, make a ton of sense to me either. It looks weird. It's like such a weird... Lakers really... I mean, the Lakers, I guess, have had black jerseys in the past. They've had that black with the gold let and purple lettering. But, like, I don't... When I think of the Lakers, I don't want that. It just... Yeah, it would be if it was a gold. If it was just an all gold stripe or just like gold and white, like kept that trim, like it'd been fine. If that was a white, just a big white stripe, I would I'd be completely okay with that. Yeah, I I agree with you. I don't know why why they did that. The black you can you can't really even see it very well with the purple. I don't like it either. Yeah, it's the striking black side panels it'll be interesting. have added to the brand's new. It'll be statement. interesting next year. You know, they last year was the first year they kind of transitioned over to Nike. They came out with three jerseys to start the season, and then they've rolled a fourth in and started having some new jerseys later in the year. But I would think that you're going to see the number of jersey options only get only expand over the next few years. And I, I'm, I'm curious to see what Nike's got up their sleeve as far as that goes. What do you mean they're sleeveless? <laughs> yes, their lack of sleeves. Yeah, they're not gonna do sleeves, man. We all know that. I yeah, I just the black <laughs> the black stripe sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we I I have no argument it's against a, that. It's I'm a not, skid bar. The, it's, the yellow as for as good as the yellow or as as good as the gold jerseys are. That's how bad the purple ones are. It doesn't make maybe they'll. Maybe I hope they'll, they don't wear them ever. I. I I have a feeling that if LeBron feels the same way that we do, that they probably won't wear them very often. I mean, the statement ones are like their alternate anyway, so. Right. They'll, uh, they'll, they'll wear them like some road games when they're playing against like the Grizzlies or something. Sure. Which, so, dude, I'm I'm pretty freaking excited about basketball to come back. 
So what we are, you know, we are recording it's the fifth today, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's we August got two. 5th. We got two more months till like we're we're back. <laughs> but I'm think, like already. I don't think just... they've officially released the release dates yet, but I could be wrong. For two K. Oh, two K is September. Yeah. But release dates for when the. Uh, the schedule the comes up. Yeah, I don't oh, think they yeah. released that. Not yet. yet. We're still. But luckily, since we moved the schedule up, like we're f- closer. But yeah, there's so much. I mean, it's gonna be like mid October, right? Yeah, it's like the. It's not like the second week in October we'll have games. But yeah, so we got. Yeah, we got probably ten weeks left. Um. Oh, you know what else we have to talk about? Is, uh, oh, we do. We USA camp is going on, but USA camp's going on. But we two majors come out of that. We, that World Africa game was yesterday. Daniel yeah. Gallinari got MVP, which was shocking to me at least. Gallo's was pretty good in that. No, he's yeah. good, but it's just got. We haven't seen him really playing yeah. much last year, and he looked really good. What were you gonna say though? Well, when we were doing the show prep, we forgot to talk about the thing we were talking about. Pretty much all last weekend, um, our, our man's KD in his uh, oh his little his little Twitter outburst. We also of Twitter outburst. We gotta talk about uh, John Wall's pick. Yeah, surfaced yeah. out of team out of, from TMUSA. Yeah. Anyway, let's, yeah, let's close so, out with these couple social media snafus in the the world of basketball. Yeah. So you know, KD went on CJ's pull-up podcast and told CJ that he's really blunt and just told him, like, you know, you're not going to win a championship. Which which was funny. Which is funny and true. Uh, Barring something crazy happening with the Blazers where they have an unexpected guy stepping up and CJ and Dame being unbelievable. But, hey, they got swept against the Pelicans last year without – Boogie, so it's not yeah. a great look. He was, he was, yeah. He's basically the the pre- of the conversation. If you haven't heard it, was CJ McCollum was just saying to KD like, "I was hurt when you guys signed Boogie," and KD's like, "Why?" <laughs> and like, agenda not being like a dick either. It was just like, "Why would that like hurt you?" And and they get in, in they get in that conversation. Yeah, KD goes like, "Well, you guys weren't gonna win. Like you guys, like you guys were." And CJ's point, well, we were the third seed and we were the three seed, and, you know, if this or that breaks our way. But Katie's like, no, it's not. That's a, it wouldn't. Like, it just it didn't, and it wouldn't. And so, like, how does it actually impact you? And it was – I had no, no problems with anything. I I was – I listened to it, and I thought, you know, what Katie said was pretty spot on. I mean, it's – his comments were stuff that, like, I think we would have if we were, like, shooting the shit at a bar or something. And yeah. someone – we have a we have a friend that's a Blazers fan, and if he was like, no, I mean that sucks because I really thought the Blazers have a chance. But like, shoot him down the same way that KD shot down CJ. Yeah, I forgot this. This all was kind of going down while I was traveling. Yeah, yeah. So, so. I did not get to see this until for a while. But uh, so then this took to Twitter after that all got over, and CJ came out the tweet. I still think the B word is harsh and shouldn't be used. You know, that decision was soft. I respect it. It's like getting jumped with your brothers by a gang you should have beat. Then joining the gang that jumped you and your brothers two months later and forgetting about your bros. Uh, 
And then KD responded, so I would get into a gang fight, lose, plot on my brothers for two months in her home, and then go get the gang, blah, 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 blah. Snakes in the grass, boy, I tell ya. Like, Did your pod, bro. It's... Well, uh, the Katie issue just, is... Katie is just... I, I, I don't know. I This is... like Something that's super appreciative from fans is when guys they root for go in the media and you could hear their opinions on things when most of the time you very close guarded you don't really get to see in these guys lives or their heads at all so it's cool when they go on each other's podcasts or different people's podcasts and give their opinion but then they go on twitter like this and like i know we are going back and forth with our uh friend of the pod will do see about all of this and uh katie just doesn't he, he twitter just doesn't seem to be his thing like why? Why do you need to just? He's he had to have known when he tweeted that back no. at CJ that it was gonna blow up in this huge thing, he, right? Well, he knew it was gonna blow up, but like I think KD has some pretty. Like, I mean, he's done the Simmons pod a bunch, and like in general, I like a lot of what he says. But there's also this clear point where KD doesn't isn't able to like recognize or just like is too stubborn and like won't but like like conversations you have in in real life and like what goes on on twitter are like two different things and people aren't there for the like you're not gonna have like a a personal one-on-one like meaningful conversation and also he takes everything like very literally and 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 everything that comes at him right like he takes it verbatim for how it's said and phrased and like what it's how it it's uh, structured towards him, and and does respond in a genuine like kind of questioning it or like he's a curious guy and just and it was like when when CJ says, uh, you know I was hurt. He's like why, and yeah it wasn't being a dick, but it's just like he doesn't get why he'd be hurt and I don't blame him for that. But then you take that same kind of mindset and you bring it to social media you're gonna you're not gonna win that argument and it's 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 one of those things where uh like all right i got an example for this really quick so if you have the idea of like your parents someone saying you know don't push that button um you want to push it or i have a personal example there's a there's a street down the block from my place that the it's like a little just like one way but there's a stretch of pretty nice homes but they have this uh some of the the particular houses there have these sides asking for you to like not walk your dogs on their street and to like go to one of the other streets because they have kids that play here and they don't want uh, <laughs> dogs pissing and shitting on their lawn but in my opinion that way i'm like well, it makes your street better than any other ones. There's kids that live on these other streets. You, they like. So by by you saying that to me, now I'm like, I'm gonna make sure I walk my dog down this. Like you're no better than anyone else. Yeah. Like as far as that goes, it's like to bring to the KD point. Like if if we didn't know that when we if people didn't know that when they, they say this stuff about KD, it wouldn't get a reaction. They'd stop doing it. Like if he stops responding in this way. He's not going to uh, continue to like. People are going to stop, and they're going. It's going to go away. Yeah, I mean, in CJ's response to Big Cat Sweet too was just like kind of a. Tra- it was a weird ass analogy. It didn't make sense to begin with. And if 
Like, KD could have easily taken that and just responded with something just, like, making fun of him. And it would have been done. Like, he could have just, like, done anything, but he went at it with, like, a genuine response and answer and took it out of literal sense. And if he... Like, social media thing, I mean, like, on Twitter, if you're there and you get a joke off, that's that's really the, the end game is what you should be doing. Is If people aren't are, are answering stuff like CJ does... You know, get at him and make fun of his feelings for being uh, for being hurt about this thing. And, you know, this this terrible analogy that he gave about you going from the Thunder to the Warriors. Like, just make fun of him, and you're good. Yep, and that did not happen. But no. the whole thing the whole thing was pretty bizarre, and I don't don't see KD doing CJ spot anytime soon. But yeah, I think they're fine. I I don't know. They, if that's... they they probably are. Although I'm guessing that CJ is probably a little butthurt about like KD kind of calling him out like that, which he KD was right. I'm not KD was 100 percent right, but doing that on his podcast, I think CJ. Wasn't I did your really... podcast, bro. <laughs> it's yeah. still funny. It's it is hilarious. So let, let's talk about John Wall for a hot second, because the interesting thing, because this this whole thing blew up because. All the players that went to the USA camp, they get their picture taken, whatever, for like a team photo, and but like get to get their own picture taken. And the one of Jan- John Wall blew up because guys not looking super thin, and um, it was a rough picture. We don't. I, the thing is, is that I've seen, I follow John Wall on Instagram, so like, I you know. Check yeah, I do that too. every I now follow, and then I and see him on there. And I've also seen pictures since then of him just like getting iced after practice and stuff. And he's not looking chubby at all. Like he looks fine. But in this picture, that guy's not looking so good. It was like a bad looked, photo. It, it was I not get, good. But what happened was where their issue came was yeah, the uh the wizard's Twitter account like tweeted out the photo and then it was up for like 30 minutes or so I mean and people were making fun of it whatever but then he decided to delete it and that made it worse because then it was like oh like this is where we're hitting a chord here and he's like at that point you just let it ride out like whatever but um they were uh they elected yeah, you just to, gotta own it at that point right so like that kind of response in itself like stirred it up even more and made people like double down on wanting to uh <laughs> make fun of it again and uh it's i mean it's just a really bad photo the jokes i was dying i mean shout out to everyone there's some really good ones out there twitter ran with it that's for sure and did a phenomenal job and i didn't really have i just like just got to just after it got sent out just you know spent like 20 minutes looking at them all and like that went out of my day but that you see that the wizards delete the pit photo and then it's like all you're doing is just like Pouring more gasoline on the fire. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, one thing that we have forgotten to talk about here is uh, there was one big signing since we last did a pod here, and that was with Clint Capella. It's finally off the market. Back to Houston on a five-year, $90 million deal. Which is, he essentially is the four for eight. Or yeah, he essentially got his, his 80 mil, though, that... He originally had reported to turn down, but the structure is that yeah, there's some bonuses in there. Yeah, and honestly, I'm another, happy. Ten, I, another ten dollars, ten million dollars. 
in there. I mean, it's worth a restructure or the wor- worth going back to renegotiate. But this seems this seems like it's a pretty fair deal overall. Uh, I'm I'm guessing that if if Clint Capella had gone back to Houston on the qualifying offer, there was a chance he could have signed a more lucrative four year deal leaving Houston next off season. But I don't blame the guy for going and getting the money, the guaranteed money now because you never know with yeah. injuries and stuff as you know, he's a big it. guy you're you're it's a little more risky so uh 90 million you know that's you know 18 ish a year 18 million a year for him and that's 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 pretty that's fair market value for clint capella especially mm. if he keeps he's trending in the right direction too like that guy is still going to be pretty young when the steel's up if he's great yeah you know, who knows yeah it's I was just really glad that he went back because it's. I think both sides needed Perfect one another. Perfect situation for him. I mean, he's thriving in that, and I just like yeah. We had talked, I think, in earlier with this situation. I said I, I would hate to see him sign somewhere else, and then it becomes the, in, in two years, be like, oh look at that terrible Capella contract, and he isn't. He's not even playing for him. You know, it it be. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of it. I mean, Hassan Whiteside's like kind of it where it's he's regressed. I mean, he stayed with the same team, but you know, there's there's been plenty of I think NBA contracts in the past that you've seen um, for multiple reasons. It's just like it's not a good fit. Yeah, it's the most dollars, but as far as like a a working together and an actual functional basketball decision it isn't smart. Shout out Chandler Parsons and whatever. I mean, hey, there's plenty of Chandler them. Chandler Parsons getting paid though. Yeah, well, and I have no problem. Any any player should get as much money as they possibly can every single time. You know, we were talking about owners and versus players earlier. Like I'm with the players. I'm getting all the every single dollar they can while they can. Um, but I think for him, a long term career wise, like yes, get the, 80, the getting the eighty million. I think is a win. That is a absorbent amount of money for him, and, and you look. I, I still, I'll never forget his rookie year when they saw Dwight, and they literally would bring Clint Capella in just to do the hack of DeAndre Jordan. And he collect his like four or five fouls and come out the game, and like that was how they were using him to begin the uh, his career. Yeah, and it's now, actually crazy to to see how far he's gone. Yeah, and I I think I'm just glad I, we get to see him continue to develop and go down this developmental path with the Rockets and with James Harden. I think that is just the, the most important part about this. And then, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll say if if he wants to, you know, after this next deal, he really, you know, maybe he's, he's a, considered a top five center at that point in the league. Yeah, maybe he gets that really that big. Maybe someone does end up maxing him out. And then he, you know, disappears on a bench in two years if it doesn't work. You know, he, the system doesn't work. And then, Hey, at least he got two big contracts. I feel good for Clint Capella, and he'd probably feel good about it too. Yeah, I think so. But I, I was just really glad that it, it worked out. I was I would have been bummed if it went to a qualifying, and then you kind of have this uh, that looming over them this season because the Rockets are definitely taking a step back. Um, I think this off season, like they they're not. I it's going to be crazy because I do think that. That Western Conference final was their moment, even though I, I I know I shit on it leading up to it, but like the them in the uh, twenty the twenty uh, fifteen 
Thunder can like sit in a room together and talk about you know how they almost had the Warriors. <laughs> they almost got them, you know. Hey, game or twenty sixteen. Game six, Clay. Twenty sixteen, really. Thunder. Yeah, game six, Clay. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Shouts to game six, Clay. Shouts to all of Clay. Gosh, I wish yeah. we could just do a pod China, about all the China, dope shit that Clay China, does. Clay. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna need some tent. We're gonna need some content in the month of August, my man. We'll be pitching so. tents if we're talking about. <laughs> One of us will be very, very quiet out of the China Clay camp lately. This summer, well, yeah, which is he, really too bad. Not as many highlights as we got last year, but still some spoiled good ones. last year. Very, very what if, spoiled, dude. If uh, if for some reason, if I know it's being floated out there, and it's kind of just like because I was I got caught in like looking up 2019 stuff already for the off season. <laughs> this is funny, <laughs> but. Like, what if Clay ended up going to the Lakers next year? Yeah, I mean, the ever a lot of people are throwing that out there. I think I brought That'd that up sick. a week or so ago. You did. It's just, and then I thought about be, it more, and I wanted it to happen. It could happen, but Clay Kawhi just, LeBron. Everything he says, everything Clay says, is indicating that he's going to go back to Golden State, and that's what yeah. he wants to do. Yeah. Hey, I, like I'm it, genuinely excited to watch LeBron play at these dudes, though. I'm, I'm. Oh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be great. I'm pretty it's, happy they haven't moved anyone. He's passing it to uh, somebody on a, on a, on his rookie contract or a guy that's been in the league for eight plus years and nothing in between. So like, the team and how how this is gonna be really difficult for Luke Walton to coach. I think mm, because I don't think so, man. Oh, he's gonna have to battle LeBron. Like LeBron's gonna want a lot of these older guys to get minutes. I don't know, man. I, I think I think Luke Wallen is pretty. I mean, he was able to handle the Warriors situation. I think it's. I at least I know on uh, speaking of other NBA players pods like the road trip and Shanning and uh, Richard Jefferson were talking about it. I mean, Shanning was just on the Lakers last you know half of the season after the deadline, and Richard Jefferson. His best friend is Luke Walton. <laughs> so, like, they were kind of talking about it. And what Richard said was essentially that, you know, Luke Walton's grown up in this environment. You know, he's been around, like, Larry Bird. He's with his dad. You know, just him, his dad being Bill Walton, being around Larry Bird, you know, playing on those Lakers teams with Kobe and Shaq, um, to then coaching, you know, assisting on the Warriors. Like, I mean, he has like the pedigree and he has the the background. Like I don't think it's something where he's you know this is what Richard Jefferson said was like he's not coaching to prove something. He's coaching because he likes bat. Like he he's grown up around basketball his entire life and he generally loves basketball. And it's like I definitely think the Lakers are gonna have to change their system. Like they're going to have to get creative. But I I I do like the idea of having Rondo and LeBron together and, and having LeBron have some more off-ball opportunities. Um, what do you think the starting five is going to be, though? So, I mean, I think it's the the Lonzo-Rondo thing, I think, will be... That's really where you're going to get the, I think, to your point, the, the idea of pushing for a vet over a rookie. Um, I mean, ideally, I think if, for the Lakers, in the best sense, yeah, you have, you're having maybe not begin the season, maybe Rondo ends up, you know, you start Rondo and you see how Lonzo responds, you know, when they go into camp. I don't think you'd guarantee any of these young guys minutes. And I, I think that's kind of what they structured it as, is we have these one-year vets that we're bringing in, 
kind of competing at each of the positions where we have our, our younger guys to, to give put some pressure on them, not to let them think we're just guaranteeing them minutes because when you bring LeBron James in, no matter what, even if people are saying it's a, a, a kind of a, a, a redshirt year for this, this team to compete for championships, no one actually gives a shit about that. Like, it's 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 time to start thinking about championships the minute LeBron James walks through those doors. Right. But who so, do you think who who start? So I I agree that Lonzo versus but Lonzo Rondo, needs to be starting if it's going in the like something like that would be I think so too. But who starts at the two? Is Josh Hart gonna start at the two? Uh, I, I I mean that would be good. You'd want I did yeah you want it to be. I mean I would say you go yeah if it's Hart or um, I mean do you do Brandon Ingram and then you do. Kuzma at the four. Kuzma, Kuzma LeBron, three, LeBron, and uh, I don't know who JaVale. this is. I guess JaVale. I mean, I think you're going to see a lot of small lineups with this team, and JaVale's yeah. going to play like 15 minutes, 20 minutes a game. But Yeah, I wouldn't want I wouldn't want to see JaVale McGee playing more than like 20 is the max. I would want to see JaVale McGee on the court, I think, in any situation. Yeah, they just, I mean, they have... Zubak. Well, Zubak is the guy I like. Is that I like him too. He's he's skilled. I mean, I think. I, I think there's a potential you could play him. I mean, I dude, you know who I forgot they have, which isn't going to really play much in an attempt for this year, but just I, I'm I'm kind oh, KCP's of KCP is going to probably start the two. Yeah, KCP would be the other was the other guy. Oh, I think I think it would make more sense just for this one year with that. Yeah, you know, probably KCP, but I think you'd want Josh Hart to end up. Right, he's Being gonna get. Starter. He's gonna be like, depending if Kuzma is starting or not, he's gonna be first or second guy off the bench. Well, I'm just happy because I forgot that the Lakers drafted Mo Wagner. <laughs> I like oh, Mo yeah. Wagner a lot. But, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, I like him. He could be sneaky good at like two I years. I think he but... can score. I just don't think he's gonna be able to defend anybody. Maybe not. I don't. I don't know. He's he's I, fun. I mean, I loved him in college. Yeah, he was a he was a fun he was a fun guy to kind of very polarizing player in college. I think. Yeah, but I mean, I think to to kind of wrap. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say so. Yeah, let's just say KCP. Do you just do Kuzma, LeBron, and Ingram? I think you're gonna. Or you want... start Javale. Yeah, I think that. So I think Kuz... what's gonna end up happening is it's gonna be Lonzo, KCP, <sighs> Brandon Ingram, LeBron, and Javale. It's probably gonna be the starting five. But you're but closing. Then, but you're closing probably with Rondo. Rondo, Hart, LeBron, Kuzma, Ingram. And then you're going to put LeBron at the five, probably. Yeah. Five he's LeBron. Gonna, he's going to he's going to defend the five. He's going to run point. <laughs> and you're going to see a lot of that from LeBron this year, I think. Yeah, I'm I, the the piece that they also brought up that I liked that I want to kind of I just like the idea where you have uh, like who's necessarily going to get minutes, and a lot of people have talked about this too, where it's just yeah, you have the structure of an NBA team where you have. Is it eight guys that know they're going to play? You have four guys that think they might be able to play. Um, and then you have the rest of the dudes that just know they're never going to see the court unless there's – and I, you look at this roster, there's a lot of dudes that I think in their minds think they're going to get minutes. I mean, Lance. Uh, Lance, 
KCP, Lonzo, Hart, Rondo. Well, Lonzo needs to get minutes because they still need to figure out what he is. Right. So there's five right there. Then you have Ingram, LeBron, and Kuzma. So there's your eight right there. And Brandon Ingram is probably your second best player, so he's going to get minutes. JaVale definitely probably thinks he's getting minutes. Does Beasley think he's getting minutes? Oh, God, I forgot about Michael Beasley. Wow. Wow. You know what I would really like out of all this is the resurgence of Luol. I'd like Luol to somehow fit back into this so they could trade him. I mean, he's a good trade. I mean, he can honestly, still play. I really he can still that play. That's the thing. They just chose not to play him. We don't even know that. We don't do. actually know that. Yeah. When Everyone did he said play it. Last? What? When did he play last, though? Did he play last year? Oh, I don't. I think beginning of the season. No, they just sat him. It wasn't. Uh, this isn't. Uh, I know that man, but what I'm saying is that we don't actually know because we haven't seen him. Every. Play. Everyone around the team has said, though, he there's nothing wrong. He said it in interviews, but he did an interview with, like, Casey Johnson. Um, at one point when he came back, like, the Lakers played the Bulls here. Um, no, everyone on the team has not said, like, everyone in the league that's talked about him, at least, that I've read up on, it's like, it's not a, a plan. It's just, like, the Lakers chose to be bad. Like, they just, he didn't fit with. Oh, Luol Dang actually played in the. Game yesterday. Yeah. No, that's I mean that's yeah, he's he's played in that game for a while. So yeah, you could you could watch that alter and see he plays. Like, no, he can still play. It's it's just like a they have chosen not to play him for because they wanted to give minutes to their young guys. Right. I just yeah, I I'm not saying that people aren't saying he is he can play and that he for sure sucks. All I'm saying is that we haven't seen it. Maybe he'll be just fine. We it would be fun to see him. him. It would be fun to see him get a little run next year. Although they have just so many guys that can, have so many guys that can play. I, 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 if he wasn't getting minutes last year, I have a tough time seeing him getting minutes this year. But Peach, let's wrap it up. Do you have any? Do you have any shout outs this week? Uh. Not really. We kind of shout out shout out Movie Pass for really throwing time. a wrench into your your plans this week. Are they officially? <laughs> yeah. Has anything official been announced? I think they've kind of changed no. some of their policies. But yeah, I'm very confused what's going on. I have to investigate it. But yeah, I was planning to go to a bunch of movies this weekend, and I didn't because I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't. No, I don't really have any too many shout outs this week. Um, I was. Came in. I came to the pod ready to just be be all triggered about the Trump stuff. So, kind of took and most of my focus. Dude, there hasn't okay. been a lot that happened this last week. So, yeah. no, there hasn't. We'll have more shoutouts later this week. But uh, thank you everyone for listening. We'll uh, we're gonna find something to talk about here in the next week or so, and we'll bring another podcast your way. But. Thanks for listening. Check us out on iTunes, Stitcher. Leave us a review. Email us, tweet us at the point forward, NBA on Twitter and at gmail.com. And we'll talk to all of you soon.